Alright everybody, hello and welcome to the WrestleHolic Podcast. My name is Shane Merriman. I'm joined as always by Brendan Mizgallet. Brendan, how you doing this week? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? So far so good. WrestleMania is just a few more days away. And joining us for our WrestleMania predictions is Zach Warner. He was here for our Real Rumble predictions. Uh, Zach, welcome back. Thank you for having me back, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so... <laughs> Mania, like I said, we are just a few days away. That was my phone. Let me mute that. Great job, Shane. Way to kick off the podcast. Hey, I'm not the only one. I don't feel so bad now. Um. So, uh, anyways, Mania is just a few days away. And aside from Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, and maybe the Intercontinental Championship feud, I feel like we have gotten zero build for the rest of the matches. Um, yeah, I mean, I think one of the, the next probably one down, I mean, your, your celebrity, um, McMahon family authority figure matches got some decent build. Uh, and then, and then oddly enough, the next one's going to be Alexa and Naya. Like, well, nothing I feel, else really got any TV time. I feel like the build, well, I mean, as far as like national TV time, you're right, but I feel like the build for their cruiserweight championship match was fairly decent. It just didn't get any very many national eyes on it because it was all solely on the WWE network. Yeah, and, and it, that's and why it's on the pre-show. Exactly, because unfortunately, even though the matches were fantastic, and I mean, your network subscribers are, are going to know that, um, you still got millions who probably didn't tune in. So. To them, it's just, you know, another Cruiserweight match on the pre-show. Yeah, I just feel like WWE didn't learn from their mistakes at WrestleMania 33, where they put Neville and Austin Aries on the pre-show. And the duo had arguably, probably, definitely in the top five match of the night. And then them being on the pre-show made, and not getting money from the DVD sales, um made Neville and Austin Aries so mad that they walked away. I know Austin Aries had a few other reasons, but a lot of people say that was Neville's main reason for wanting to walk away from the company. Is is it still feasible that they sell that many DVDs that a cut of the DVD sales is really a thing to get mad about? Because I feel like, and I mean, and, and Zach, uh, based on where you and I have worked together, the finding wrestling DVDs in mainstream stores is is not easy to do. It's next to impossible. Yeah, I mean, maybe like an FYE that'll have some used ones and, and some random ones. I mean, it, uh, to, it just blows my mind that that could be a factor. I mean, again, like you said, Aries had a lot of other things on his plate. Um, as uh, Cole Cabana would say, a lot of frustration notches in his badge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that just still blows my mind that that's one of his anger points, was that he didn't get the DVD sales points. Well, I mean, I'm still... I'm sure it's probably... Not a huge chunk of money, but it's probably still a considerable check if you if you get the royalties from DVD sales. Let me. You can continue. I'm gonna Google so in I'm the gonna, background here. I'm gonna what interrupt. I'm gonna interrupt for a minute because I was just uh, told by one of the people I'm in Boston with. It's come to the news. WWE Hall of Famer Johnny Valiant was killed crossing a Pittsburgh road not too long yeah. ago. Yeah, I just saw that alert pop up. Um. Oh. Super, yeah, super huge uh, bummer there. Both Valiants, uh, Johnny and Jimmy, were awesome back through the uh, the territory days. 
Yeah, that's I didn't even I haven't even heard about that. Um, but I don't have I don't have uh, my phone next to me, so maybe that's why. But um, yeah, that's sad. Just to hear about anybody passing away, but um, yeah, man, that's that's a damper on WrestleMania weekend for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, just trying to refocus after hearing that. It's a little tricky. Uh, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, the show must go on. You know, thanks for that, Zach. Yeah. Um, You're uh, welcome. It's what I do. <laughs> um, all right, so I guess we'll kick things off with the uh, two... With the match card we're going to talk the least about, which is Supercard of Honor, we're only going to focus on the two big matches coming out of that show, uh, which are Kenny Omega versus Cody Rhodes and Dalton Castle versus Marty Skrull for the uh, Ring of Honor Championship. Uh, Zach, we'll start off with you. How do you feel about uh, Kenny versus Cody for, for control of the Bullet Club? It's been the best built storyline of the past. I don't even know how many years. And the fact that they're doing it mainly through YouTube makes it that much better. Yeah. YouTube and Twitter have been the reason and the build for it, and you don't right. see that nowadays. Right. I mean, the best feud in recent memory for WWE on YouTube and Twitter has been uh, Cody Rhodes versus Baron Corbin going into Survivor Series. Uh, it's it's a, go ahead. Yeah, and the fact that they've been able to have the them, you get a lot of the coverage on. I really I think Kenny's gonna win based on recent being the elites and all that. Right. Um. But I am interested to see what they do with it. Yeah. Um. Brendan, what do you think about the uh, Kenny versus Cody storyline? I I love it. Um. Because it's something different from a group we've seen be just dominant since day one. It, it's it's two guys. I mean, again, it's a story we've seen throughout all sorts of uh, history there. But you know, two guys trying to fight over the uh, the leadership of the group, like you and I talked about when we talked about Sakura Genesis. There, Shane. You know, the villain never feels like they're the bad guy. They never feel like what they're doing is wrong. So everything Cody's doing, even though from the outside we look at him as probably the villain. Um, he feels what he's doing is in the best interest of the Bullet Club. Same thing with Kenny. You know, right. so it's, it's really interesting. And like we've seen, you know, the Tongans are kind of washing their hands of it. Um, Chase Owens, Ujiro, they're not getting involved. Uh, Paige is going with Cody. The Bucks still seem split, although if you've seen the most recent being the Elite, it looks like they're going to lean towards Kenny. Uh, right. Marty, depending on the week, we don't know where he's going. So it's, yeah, it's it's been really exciting. And I don't know what way it's going to go. I think Kenny could get the win, but then again, they could give Cody the big W, and then this is where we finally get kind of the breakup of the Bullet Club from the Elite, and then maybe even a third branch off. Who knows? Yeah, and one thing I love about uh, the being the Elite is that uh, they don't seem like they make it act like they act like they don't watch being the Elite at all. Which is awesome. Like, they don't know what everyone else says on being the elite, which I think is great. 
Yeah, they don't watch their own show. It's that, 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 yeah, you're not wrong. That is probably one of the funnier aspects of it is, and you know they sit there and they write this stuff out and they do everything. Um, oh, yeah. And the best part is, like, they make it a part of their own show that they write into their own storylines, that they actually act oblivious to what's actually happening. And that just to take it that extra step is fantastic. I mean, you got to look when they did the bar wrestling with Joey, they had Cody holding the boom mic. Like, yeah. they're the cast and crew of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, predictions for this match. Uh, I know we kind of t- touched on it just a little bit, but, um, Brendan, who do you have in this match and why? Real quick. I am going to go with uh, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Uh, I just think it's, it's time that again, with the Golden Lovers being back together, with you know the Bucks looking like they're leaning back towards Kenny, that um, the Elite and the Lovers branch off and, and kind of break away and do their own thing. We've talked about it since since the summertime now that it feels like Kenny's just bigger than the Bullet Club. So right. I think Cody takes over until um, until Tama takes his rightful seat on the throne. All right, Zach, agree or disagree? Oh, I completely disagree. So you're going with Kenny, picking up um, the dub. I do because if it were to be Cody winning, all he has is Hangman. Nobody else seems to have his back. The Tongans have said they wouldn't follow him. The Bucks are leaning away from him. You have Marty, who I think would follow the Bucks. So it just wouldn't make sense unless Cody winning opened the door for Tama, but I'm going to stick with Kenny. Yeah, I've kind of thought, I'm kind of a little bit in the same boat as Brendan, but a little bit in the same boat as Zach. I feel like, I feel like Kenny is too big for the Bullet Club, like he's, he's bigger than the Bullet Club, but at the same time, I feel like if Cody wins, then it'll be the, like, like the falling apart of the Bullet Club, and the, Fan in me isn't really ready to see that quite yet. But, and I don't know. I, I think, hmm, I, ah, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Kenny. I'm going to have to side with, uh, with Matt. I think, or with Zach. I think, um, I think the Young Bucks help Kenny out. They turn on Cody and help Kenny win at the end of the night. Well, all right then. <laughs> Brendan, you better be glad to counting towards the uh, actual predictions. Yeah, because then you losers would just get another L. Um, I've already I've already accepted my fate for it. I'm I'm already prepping for it. Um, so, moving on to Dalton Castle versus Marty Skrull, um, Villain Club, Marty Skrull, who do you guys have in this match, and why, Zach? We'll kick it off with you. Dalton. 110% Dalton. I will all Dalton. He's one of our boys, and I just think he's, he's riding too high for it. I think Marty does too much with New Japan for him to be the Ring of Honor champion right now. Right. He's still traveling a little more than Dalton does, and Dalton's still on the exclusive. So I think that they're going to last a little bit longer. 
Right, so Zach's going with Dalton Castle. Brendan, who are you going with in this match? Yep, same answer, Dalton Castle. He is he's a New York guy from our area. Um, Zach and I have seen him just completely flourish uh, from creating this character to where he is now with it over the years. So yeah, uh, just like Zach, always going to side with Dalton. Yeah, I just don't see... As much as I love... Marty Skrull, I just don't see him walking away with the belt Saturday night. I think I think Dalton Castle retains. Um, so, Brendan, you have the NXT TakeOver New Orleans card pulled up on uh, your screen over there, so I'll let you run through the card, and we'll give our predictions. Alrighty. So, obviously, uh, we don't know the true card order for this um, and Wikipedia is useless um, so I'm just going to read them off in the order that it makes the most logical sense um, so starting off probably going to be the triple threat uh, tag team match the Undisputed Era being represented by Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly versus the Authors of Pain versus Roddy Strong and Pete Dunne Shano what do you got? um I'm going to go with the Undisputed Era retaining because I feel like the Authors of Pain are going to get called up here fairly soon, probably the night after WrestleMania or Tuesday night after WrestleMania. And I think Roderick Strong is probably going to get called up right after WrestleMania, so I don't want to see him win the titles and get stuck in NXT. And I don't feel like Pete Dunne's going to be around much after WrestleMania to continue to carry the NXT titles. So I'm going to stick with uh, the Undisputed Era. And Zacho? I'm also going to pick Undisputed. Uh, they would have been a lock had it been Fish and O'Reilly, uh, but unfortunately with the injury, that had to change. It's going to be interesting to see how much Cole does in that match, considering his match later. Um, and that's what I kind of think is working against him. I'd like to see Roddy and Pete win it, but I don't think Pete's stick around. We do... One, one or two side of taping, so logically he could. Um, but I am going to go Undisputed Era just because I think it's a place there until Bobby comes back. Yep, and then I'm going to go ahead and it's going to be a clean sweep here for the Undisputed Era. Uh, my reasons are right with you guys. Authors of Pain seem like they're definitely going up soon. Uh, Roddy is probably going to be a focal point in 205 Live after his, his awesome matches in the tournament. And yeah, Pete Dunn's going back across the pond. Plus, um, I really think the Undisputed Era are going to play a role in a match later in the evening, also involving Adam Cole, uh, but more on that later. Uh, next, we're going to have Ember Moon and Shayna Baszler. Zach, I'm going to start with you. Um, I think we're going to see the bell tap on Shayna. She's been too dominant not to at this point. Um, it's going to be, I think, one of the matches, one of the better matches of the whole weekend. Um, and with the weaker women's division up top, it wouldn't surprise me to see Ember make a debut in the next couple weeks. Yep. And Shane? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Shayna Baszler basically for the same reason that Brendan did. I think Ember Moon goes up to one of the two shows after WrestleMania. Um, and that's basically going to be the reason why I pick against a lot of the champions on NXT because I just feel like they're going to go going to go up to, to uh, the main roster shortly after WrestleMania, so uh, it only makes sense for their counterpart to win this weekend. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be Shayna as well. Just between the the attacks, the beatdowns, the way the first match went, and, and then, yeah, Ember in the Royal Rumble looked fantastic. So I think she's going to be hot-shotted right up to the main roster. And, um, you know, the four horsewomen of MMA are going to get their first taste of gold in the WWE. All right, this is a... Uh, this is where it gets tough because the next three matches are gonna be are gonna be hot. So let me let's go with the latter match for the NXT North American Championship. We will have Adam Cole again uh, versus EST3 making his true in-ring debut. Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, Ricochet making his on-screen in-ring debut as well, and Velveteen Dream. Shane, where's it going? As much as I want to say Velveteen Dream in this match, I don't think he has to have a belt to stay relevant in NXT. Um, actually, I kind of think a belt might hold him back a little bit in NXT. So the next best choice for me is EC3. Uh, I think he can just play that uh, cocky, suit-wearing heel that no one really likes, especially when he has gold around his waist, so... Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, with EC3 on this one. Ricochet would be a nice choice, too, but I think I think EC3 takes, takes the cake on this one. All right, Zach, who do you got? My heart says Ricochet. My head says Adam Cole. I think they're going to have all three members of Undisputed holding the gold. I'd love it to go on Ricochet. I'm going to guarantee we're going to see some ridiculous spots with him in a ladder, uh, but I don't think they're going to put the belt on a new guy that quick. Yep, and then uh, my two choices are going to come down to the same Shane had it, but uh, a little bit different. I'm going to have EC3 and Adam Cole, I think, and that's why I was alluding to um, this match earlier. I think Adam Cole's going to get it, and we are going to go ahead and see the Undisputed Era. You know, do do what we always like kind of see our factions do and have all the gold. Uh, you know, your evolutions, your four horsemen. Uh, so that's who I think is going to get it, EC3. I think he's that cool enough tweener heel to where, like we saw in his debut, um, you know, he he's arrogant, he's cocky, yeah, he, he's good looking, he's got a great body, he's awesome and ring great on the mic. He knows that he's gonna remind you of it, but he's not like too in your face and douchey about it either. Uh, so I think he'd be good to to chase it because uh, Adam Cole is that douche, you know, <laughs> that's that's the kind of heel he is. He is just a pure asshole. So I think Adam Cole is gonna win. EC3 is gonna be our contender. Yeah, and Ricochet is going to do something real stupid off a ladder that's going to look pretty. Uh, real quick, one thing I want to say about EC3 is I want to know if WWE is going to force him to change his finisher. Uh, because his finisher used to be uh, the same one that Dean Ambrose had when he first came up to the main roster. Uh, and then they made Dean change it to that double underhook DDT. So I want to know if WWE is going to force EC3 to change his finisher too. Um, they very well might the uh, they could because his uh, one of his other finishers looks like it's um what's it a sit out lifting double underhook okay so it's gonna be kind of like Dean Ambrose's but he's gonna actually do a sit out instead of just going kind of like taking a back bump to it so um you know that's a great question they very well might I think only time will tell unfortunately. Uh, do you think Ricochet will try and match Will Ospreay for almost killing himself? I don't think anything can match what Ospreay did. Watching that bump still 
send shivers. Um, I think we're going to get a 630. Um, we might get the lovely over-the-corner flip peoples, um, but nothing's going to top Osprey. Uh, speaking of Will Osprey, real quick, good news, he is cleared for WrestleMania weekend, so... Yeah, so he will be there. So He will be, get, he will be in New Orleans. It, fans, if you've got a chance to see him live and get some merch and meet him, I would take advantage of that because after that um, that Spanish fly, I don't know how much longer he's going to have. <laughs> the dude is a nut. Uh, right? Next. And I'm kind of going through these the order. I think they might go again. So next, I think we're going to get Andrade Cien Almas versus Aleister Black for the NXT Championship. Um, uh, who did I start with last time? Shane, so Zach, I'm going to go with you. This is probably the toughest match to call because both, I think, deserve to be on the main roster. Almas proved that in the Rumble with the showing, but I think they're going to keep the belt on him because with him and Zelina, they're just so good at what they do. And I think Black has a better future on the main roster. Um, and I don't want to see him held back in NXT much longer. Shane? Uh, this is actually the reason why I didn't go with Adam Cole in the latter match. It's because I think Aleister Black wins. Uh, Andrade Cien almost moves up to the main roster, and the next number one contender for the NXT Championship is Adam Cole. So I'm going with Aleister Black here. Nah, not bad logic. Cole did get the win over Black recently on NXT TV, so yeah, not bad booking on your end. Um, I think it's going to be Black. He just feels like he's going to be that next franchise player, kind of picking up where, where Finn Balor left off to where yep. it'll feel like he spent, he's spending too much time down there, but it's going to make sense why in the end. And, and Andrade looked awesome in the Royal Rumble, and I think the main roster could use a whole lot more Tranquilo. Uh Guys, the main event, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. If Gargano wins, he is back. But if Ciampa wins, Gargano is gone from NXT forever. Shane, what, what, what's going to happen? Oh, man, I'm picking I'm picking Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, just, just, because, just because I want Gargano on the main roster. Um... And I think that's the only thing that really makes sense for him. If they put him back in NXT, he's going to lose all the momentum that he has from this feud. So I think Ciampa has to win. Probably in a... God, this match... This is the match that I could see literally tearing the house down. Like, they're throwing each other around backstage. They're throwing each other off of stuff. Uh, people are flying off the banisters on the second row. Just stupid, crazy stuff between these two guys. Um, the only thing that can make this match any more interesting is if it was a Falls Count Anywhere match. It is. It's unsanctioned, man. They can go anywhere. Who knows how it's going to play out. Um, that very well could mean anything and everything's fair game. Zach? While I agree with Shane that Johnny needs to be on the main roster, I still think he's going to pick up the win and still be done with NXT because he has nothing left at that point. He's vanquished his demons and that way he gets to leave on his own terms, not on Ciampa's terms. Um, I, don't, I don't see them not giving Johnny the win. He's he's done too much. He's the purest babyface in who knows how long. I think he's going to get the win and give his final farewell the same night. 
I have, of the entire weekend, I think this is the match I've flip-flopped on more than anything else. Uh, Ciampa, I could see getting the win and, and just getting rid of Gargano forever just so they could send him to the main roster. He can be a part of the shakeup or the draft or just a, a good old-fashioned, you know, yeah, you got fired from here, so we're calling you here. Uh, we've seen that time and time again. But then again, like Zach said, you know, WrestleMania time tends to be when we try and send the fans home happy. Uh, so Johnny getting that big win after this whole thing, because he had the first heartbreaking loss uh, to Andrade and then got attacked. And then he had the second heartbreaking loss where Ciampa had played a part in it. And, you know, and then just the, the stuff they're doing on Twitter and uh, just online overall in general has been fantastic between these two. To where I just I don't know if they'll if they'll give Johnny another loss because that could sure as hell kill that momentum he's got right now. You know, okay, so he's got a third huge loss in a row, and now what? You're gonna send him up to the main roster, and and you're not gonna be able to do anything with him. You just gave him three huge L's and you killed him. So I think Johnny does get the win, and then I think he, uh, yeah, like Zach said, he could just be like, you know what, I did what I needed to do, and then I think Ciampa follows him, though. I think Ciampa also goes to the main roster and just continues to stalk him and, and go after him. So I think we kind of see the real first chapter this, uh, shit, what, Friday night? Um, or Saturday night? Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday night. It's thrown me off the last two years since they switched the Hall of Fame and NXT. Um, so Saturday night, and then we could see a main roster huge blow-off at, at SummerSlam. So I'm going to go with Gargano. The only problem I have with Gargano winning is... And I'm, and I'm not against uh, Ciampa going to the main roster following, like you said, Brendan, but I was thinking Ciampa wins and then goes after the North American Championship in NXT. So that's why I picked Ciampa to win... Um, just that and Ciampa winning and eliminating Gargano from NXT altogether makes more sense booking-wise than uh, Gargano winning and, and leaving anyways to me. It's really going to depend how the rest of the card's going. Like, if this is the main event and say we've got, you know, a heel in Baszler winning, a heel in the Undisputed Era winning, a heel in... Cole or EC3 winning, you know, but Black's the only face that's winning. I think it's, it's going to be clear it's going to be Johnny. If it's, you know, a different... Again, it, it's it's all on how the undercard's booked to me. It just that seems to be the, an easy formula. So if it's, you know, heel heavy on the bottom, I think Johnny's going to be that go-home happy feeling for the fans, whereas if it's a little more 50-50, that's going to get me more excited because then, shit, we're not going to know. There's four matches on the undercard. If they split them two each... Right. You know, here we go. But yeah. um, that's it for NXT. I mean, again, a nice, easy, breezy, two-hour, five-match card. Uh, everyone's going to get time to tell a story. They're going to over-deliver as usual. And uh, we have to follow this up on Sunday with a seven-hour WrestleMania. Shane, I believe you have the match card. Yeah, um... Before we jump into the uh, actual match card, um, I want to take a quick break. We're going to send it over to Dom, do the UK news, and we'll come back with the longest portion of this car of this uh, podcast. And we'll be right back after this with Dom. 
and welcome back to the UK part of the WrestleHolic podcast and it is WrestleMania weekend. I hope you're excited. There's so much going on that it's really hard to nail down quite what is going on. Like As I speak, we've got progress of Chapter 66, which is Mighty Gras going, or Billy and Mighty Graps going on literally right now. Uh, the first match on the card was the tag team match between the Grizzled Young Vets and Moustache Mountain, and I believe the Grizzled Young Vets actually won that but talking to Moustache Mountain they won the Fight Club Pro Tag Team Invitational Tournament which was the last real big event before this whole Wrestlemania weekend they won that whole tournament obviously Trent Seven and Tyler Bate also going to go back to last week quickly Will Ospreay beat Marty Skull in that incredible five star match at Secure Genesis if you haven't seen it please go check it out it's one of the best matches of the year so far in terms of the emotion and just Osprey putting everything on the line, like how long can he go for? But he just keeps putting on amazing, amazing matches. And he's going to be alright for WrestleMania weekend, so if you're going to any of the events out there, he will be all safe for those. If you watch the uh, the Spanish fly that he does onto the hard floor, the way his neck bends, it just should not still be on his head. He must have some seriously tight screws in there. So the rest of the progress card, which is going on as I speak, has the likes of Travis Banks against Shane Strickland. We've got Ring Camp, which is Volta and Timothy Thatcher there. Were scheduled to face Sexy Star, but uh, Jack Sexsmith had to pull out. So that's now David Starr and someone else. As I just told you, Moustache Mountain, they lost to Grizz Young Vets, so they did not claim the tag team belts. Pete Dunn, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews are in a fatal, well, a triple threat, sorry. Uh, there's also Will Ospreay versus Mark Haskins on the card, and then obviously they've got the Thunder Bastards match, which is Austin Theory, Joey Danela, Jeff Cobb, Ricky Shane Page, Chris Books, Darby Allin, MJF, and Paro. They're all in that one. And this is somewhat the headliner. Like This could easily headline an event, Matt Riddle versus Jimmy Havoc. Two completely contrasting styles, but them two could work really well together, so I can't wait to see that match when it goes up on demand. You can't watch it live, unfortunately, progress, but obviously it will go up on their streaming service in the meanwhile for tomorrow they haven't announced all of their matches yet obviously seeing what happens tonight will lead to what they do tomorrow during the day but definitely happening is Volta versus Zack Sabre Jr that's occurring and also Chris Brooks versus Ray Horace and Will Ospreay is going to face Austin Theory on that one Rev Pro are also out in New Orleans uh, Zack Sabre Jr is defending his belt against Tomohiro Ishii which will be a great match I believe that's happening tonight so Friday that's later on this evening I believe uh, Martin Stone David Starr are fighting Hiroshi Tanahashi and Juice Robinson face Aussie Open and you've got an amazing uh, six way tag here of Kota Ibushi Shane Strickland and Flip Gordon versus Will Ospreay Rocky Romero and Chucky T you've also got Jeff Cobb versus Suzuki which would be a great one as well again we'll be up on demand so hopefully you can watch all the wrestling from this week uh, a lot of it's going to be on delay which would be quite annoying for people but obviously, I guess we're used to it, the wrestling fans. Uh, finally, it is uh, obviously WrestleMania Sunday night. We have Pete Dunne on the NXT card. He's with Roderick Strong facing the Authors of Pain. And someone else whose name escapes me now. Oh yeah, the Undisputed Era, of course. The Undisputed Era in that uh, three-way match. And obviously, there's all the stuff on that card. That'll be an amazing card. WrestleMania, we've got the likes of... Sheamus, who's Irish, he's going to be in that tag match with Braun Strowman and the mystery partner. My bet for the mystery partner, just for the record, is Rey Mysterio. I think he'll come out and move just for one match and eat the pinfall. I think they, I think Sheamus will win that. Uh, Finn Balor, he's in that three-way Intercontinental title match. That should be a really good one. Really hard to call that one. No idea which way it's going to go. 
Becky Lynch will be in the Women's Battle Royal, the first ever one. Obviously Paige can't wrestle and Noam Dar is still out injured. Um, and that's about it really. I hope you all enjoy your WrestleMania weekend. A lot of stuff going on. I can't cover it all. We'll hopefully get it all up on the website for you, like results, etc, etc. But for now, I'll speak to you after and enjoy your WrestleMania weekend. everybody hello welcome back uh, my name is Shane Merriman I am still being joined by Zach Warner and Brendan Mizgala we just went through our NXT picks now it is time for our Wrestlemania picks the seven hour show almost if you watch from beginning of the pre-show to the final main event match I think it's going to be seven and a half um you know, I was going to say, almost a complete yeah. work day. Was it last year or the year before that finished at like 12, 12.30? Um, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm going to try and watch some of the pre-show just because I definitely want to see uh, Cedric and Mustafa. But right. uh, today's announcement of it looking like it's Roman and Brock in the main event, I will probably be asleep by 11.45. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Roman and Brock... Uh, we'll get into it a little bit later. I don't. I don't want to jump into the to the predictions too early. Um, all right. So I don't know. Like Brendan said with NXT, we don't know how the card's gonna play out. So I'm just gonna kind of jump around and try to do it as fairly as possible. Um, we're going to predict the two battle royals, but they're not going to count against our punishment predictions. Um. Mainly because I made a graphic to go online and it was impossible to fit 13 matches on there without it just being huge. So I just did the main 11 and cut the two uh, battle royals out. So we're not we're not counting those towards our punishments. So the men's battle royal, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Zach, who do you have in this match and why? I mean, I'm not even fully sure who's in it, so I'm just going to get weird with it because it doesn't actually count. And I think we're going to see Johnny Gargano in it. I think we're going to get <laughs> his call up, and why not? Okay. Um, Brendan, who do you have? I have the Awoken Warrior, Matt Hardy, with an assist from uh, Brother Bray. Okay. Um, that's interesting. I have been see- I have been seeing rumors online for a long time that Goldberg is going to come back and win it, so that's who I'm going with. I don't know what dirt sheets you're reading, but okay. <laughs> it's just, like I said, it doesn't count, so Zach went crazy with Johnny Gargano, I decided to go crazy with Bill Goldberg, so... Well, that, uh, you almost just made me end this call. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, just going to be a little crazy with it, and... Uh, Say Bill Goldberg right, is going to win it. Brother, this is, you got two free passes, man. Have fun with it. Yeah. Um, all right, and then the 
And then the uh, not so fabulous Moolah <laughs> Women's Battle Royal. <laughs> I, like uh, I like that a lot. Br- Brendan, <laughs> who do you have in this match? Um, realistically, Sasha Banks. Um, if I want to get, you know, get weird with it, um, I'm gonna go to Stratus. Okay. Um, Zach, who do you have in this match? I will second the Sasha Banks, but uh, I don't th- think it's going to be Trish realistically. I think we're going to get Michelle McCool since we are not going to get The Undertaker. <laughs> Just a big middle finger to the fans. Then, huh? It would be even better if Taker like escorted her to the ring like her manager and then didn't come back. <laughs> that could be interesting because what if Taker comes out... With Michelle, and then Cena comes out with Nikki, and so we see that's that's the only interaction we get between the two at WrestleMania is them just staring at each other from across the ring. What a middle finger to the fans! I would love that. And then the the other thing, like Cena goes to Cena's sitting in his seat, like front row, <laughs> and then Taker rolls up in just like a a sweet Harley jacket, and he's like, oh oh shit, man, you're sitting here too. It's just these guys are just fans. They had nothing to do. Yeah. Sitting right next to each other in the front row. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, all right, so my pick, I'm going to go the opposite of you guys. I'm going with Bailey. I think she gets her comeuppance in this match against uh, Sasha Banks, who has been eliminating her from everything else in the WWE calendar. So I'm going with Bailey. And uh, if we're going to get crazy with it, um, Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, why not? Vicky Guerrero wins this match. Sure, why not? She was at the women's first ever women's battle royal, so sure, why not? Vicky Guerrero. Uh, plus, I want to hear "Excuse Me" one last time on a WrestleMania at WrestleMania. So, yeah, Vicky Guerrero. All right, now for the matches that actually count. The other match on the pre-show, and I am very begrudgingly saying that because I think it deserves to be on the main roster, but apparently I'm in the minority on this podcast in that. Um, Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. Zach, who do you have in this match and why? Oh, I'm sorry, for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Zach, who do you have in this match and why? This is probably one of the harder ones to predict because it really could go either way. Um, I'm going to go with Cedric. I just think he's got the little bit better buildup. Um, and he, he, I think, was unfairly robbed of that earlier in the year, so I see it going on Cedric. All right, Brendan. Uh, I'm actually going to go the opposite. I'm going to go with Mustafa. Like Zach said, though, this is going to be probably the toughest match of the night to pick. Um, but I think the the promos Mustafa has been doing on his own through his Twitter and online have been just straight fire. And I think it's going to give they might go with him to give themselves a chance to maybe portray a, a positive um, Middle Eastern character instead of just our usual, you know. Middle Eastern heel, you know, this is going to give them a chance to be like, try and maybe correct some of the bullshit they've been doing with Jinder, uh, the Sings, Ari Davari, and uh, not to mention Mustafa's finisher is dope as hell. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Uh, I think Cedric's been too close to the mountaintop too many times for WWE not to give him the Cruiserweight Championship, so I'm going to go with Cedric Alexander, hopefully, to close out the pre-show. I hope that match is the final thing the fans get to watch, because at least if it's 
at the end of the pre-show, there'll be more fans in the arena, more people will be tuned in by that time to watch WrestleMania, so hopefully it goes on at the end of the pre-show. Yeah, because I think the USA Network is getting the 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock um, part of the pre-show, so I, I think you're, you're spot on. That'll be the perfect way to end the pre-show, because you're not only going to be in all these homes on just regular cable television, um, but yeah, by then hopefully the, the doors have been open, people are in, and these two are going to tear the house down. And, and really, in, in WWE's eyes, it should be a win-win. You know, putting the belt on either guy is going to be A, a huge step up from Enzo, and B, sure. give them someone that they can build the division around like they had with Neville. And now keep in mind, Brendan, was it you or Shane that said you see Roddy continuing on 205 Live? Um, that was that Brendan. Was we get, if if Cedric wins, we get the battle of the backbreakers, and that's just going to be amazing. Yeah, and that would be, just, I would, yeah, take my money now, because that first match was insane. Uh, yeah, um... So... Am I the only one that watches the pre-show on mute until the matches start, or I put it on in the Does background it... and I'll like maybe I'll be you know doing some laundry or, or cooking something, and then the second I hear like the uh, the ring announcer or the bell sound, I'll start paying attention. But yeah, like I'll use it as like a white noise kind of. I just don't watch because the I don't think <laughs> you just don't watch them. I don't think I want to hear JBL and Booker T ramble on, and Jerry the King Lawler ramble on for two hours. But we might get Shawn Michaels' ponytail um, doing it. He cut it all off. He, it can still get its own show on the network, man. Uh, he, he cut his hair today. Yeah, I saw. It's it's a joke I'm making. Um, he he <laughs> is no longer the heartbreak kid. He is now the heartbreak fifty year old man. It's depressing. My heart's broken. But I would watch Shawn Michaels' ponytail have its own show on the network. I want to hear all the dirt, man. All the stories from the from the ponytail. You know that thing was running the click. We'll get that. We'll get uh, you know Kevin Nash's beard in here. That little, little curly hair that Scott Hall used to have. It'll be hair hour on the network, man. Right after right after Raw. Would you rather have um, Kevin Nash's? Beard or Kevin Nash's torn quad on on the network? Oh, I think he has a torn quad, man. Though mm, the quads missed a lot of action. The beard has seen more actual time. Yeah, beard. We'll go beard. Beard. Um, if the quad has missed action, how has the beard been there? See, there's a flaw in your argument here because if the quad's at home, the beard has to be at home. This is true. You know what? Damn good point. Um. Shit, that's a great question, Zach. Please weigh on on this. This is this is this is our <laughs> deviation from this awful card already. We are two or one match in. This <laughs> podcast has has devolved so quickly. <laughs> yeah, Zach, go ahead. Which one would you rather have the uh, the beard or the torn quad? Oh, definitely the beard. One hundred percent. Really? Beard. Because once the torn quad was healed, it's not the torn quad anymore. Ooh. Yeah, but he tears it every time he walks, so, I mean, at this point... Yeah, but the beard's always there, because the closest he ever gets is just shaving it to a goatee, which is still technically, I think, considered part of a beard. So it's still there, but yeah. Ooh, Zach, ooh. 
This is a great question. I'm glad. I'm glad we went down this road, guys. I'm so. I'm so glad <laughs> we're talking about this. I can just hear the on pe- our WrestleMania. I can just show. hear the people clicking off right now. Yeah, I can just hear people tuning out right now. This is this is primetime TV here. All right, we primetime radio here, pal. All right, man. All right, let's get back to the boring. Stuff. All yes. right, so Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali, out of the way. Um. I'm trying to decide what match I would want to see open the show, and I think I have to go with the S- the SmackDown Live tag titles between the Usos, the New Day, and the Bludgeon Brothers. Brendan, who do you have in this match, and why? This is tough, um, but I think the Usos are going to, yeah, as we know, they're getting that, that main event actual final push. Not main event, but like main card push finally. Um, I think they got to get the win. You know, we're finally giving them their shot on the main the main show of WrestleMania. As I don't see them losing it. Plus, they've been the hottest team in, for two years now, other than the Young Bucks and, oh, I mean, the New Day. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Usos. All right, Zach. Um, there's no way the Usos are losing it. First time on the main or on the main show, they since doing this whole Uso penitentiary and losing the face paint, they've been on a roll like no other team, and I don't see that stopping. The New Day have kind of run their course at this point, I think, and the Bludgeon Brothers are still... I don't think they're connecting well yet, so I don't think they're going to take it off the Usos. Yeah, I think uh, I think I have to go with the Usos as well. What is it about Samoans... They start off their career going through a horrible face run, and then they turn heel, and the fans fall in love with them as heels. And so when they go back to being faces, they're the most over-baby over faces on the roster. I honestly think it's... it's it, I mean, yeah, the Samoans are doing it more than anybody, but it's just them being themselves, you know? I think if you're just genuine, people are going to want to care more. You know, people weren't behind Stunning Steve, but when he started talking shit about his boss and beating the hell out of everybody... Well, hell yeah, I'm going to back Stone Cold Steve Austin. He, he's doing the shit I wish I could do. Um, I think right. it's just that genuine thing. You know, we're actually seeing the Usos just as themselves crank to 11. I now want to see them do well. Right. Uh, and yeah, I think the Usos retain, and I think the Usos versus the Bludgeon Brothers is the feud that we get going out of WrestleMania. To make the fans care more about the Bludgeon Brothers, because I think at WrestleMania or by WrestleMania, the Bludgeon Brothers are champions. Um, and I also think that WrestleMania 34 could be the beginning of the end of the New Day. I think this is kind of where we start to see the seeds of uh, probably Big E decide why do I need to be in this group when I could go after the WWE Championship by my you know by myself and be just as just as successful. I think they stay a unit, but I think they go after individual titles. I think he definitely shoots for that WWE title. Kofi the mid-card, and I could see Xavier going after... Um, again, this might mean they have to move to Raw for the, the 205. Um, but even though, they film it at SmackDown, so he could win it at 205, and he just carries it around for SmackDown. Um, yeah, so I could see him just maybe going after individual stuff, but staying an overall unit, maybe? Because I just don't see one of them turning on the others at this point. Yeah, um, I think I think they need to move 205 Live to a SmackDown show, anyways. Um, yeah, and it's not no, even been on Raw. Like it's not even on Raw yeah. anymore. So what's you know? <laughs> They've had one match since Enzo got fired. 
on Raw, and that was a couple weeks ago in that tag match with Alexander and Ali versus TJP and Gulak. Yeah, the the semifinals there. Uh, yeah, so it's like it's not even on the main roster TV anymore. So what does it matter, you know, where the belt is? Like, right. Or maybe it could just be a floating belt where the champion just shows up wherever the heck they want. That'd be cool with that too, man. I think that's how all the belts should be, but you know, I don't get paid to make those decisions. Right. Um. So moving on, next match. Um. Uh, I'm just looking at the card. And I'm trying to decide. Yeah, you got a much tougher job than I had. Yeah. Uh, I'm going, and some people may not be happy with this, but I'm going to go with the first women's championship match of the night. I'm going to go Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax in the second match of the night. Um, Zach, who do you have in this match and why? I don't know how it'll happen, but it has to be Alexa. She's She's on too much of a roll. She has been everything that the women's division needed. And I think if they put it on Nia, who takes it off of her? So I think Alexa's going to get some sort of fluke win. Maybe she loses by countout or disqualification. Um, but that would ruin my pick. So I'm going to say Alexa gets some shenanigan-filled victory and remains the women's champion. All right, Brendan. Alexa Bliss or Nia Jax? Uh, yeah, it's hard to argue with Zach on this one. As much as I think it makes sense for Nia Jax to get the win, uh, it's just Alexa is kind of the cornerstone of that, you know? Uh, so I think Alexa actually wins by disqualification. I think Nia lets her emotions get the best of her and either doesn't break a hold at the count of five or, you know, gets a weapon or something and makes just a, you know, a mental error there and causes herself to lose and Alexa technically wins. Um, but I think Nia does get the belt eventually, maybe payback, if that is a Raw show, I'm not sure if it is, or at least by SummerSlam. I think SummerSlam, if she doesn't win it in the near future, is going to be where she maybe finally gets the big payoff, but yeah, Alexa gets the win. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Nia Jax, I'm going to go opposite of you guys on this one. Uh, just because I think it'll be a nice coronation of this bully storyline that they're playing out for Nia Jax to win, and I don't see, man, I just don't see how Alexa Bliss can beat her unless, like you guys said, it's a cheap way of a DQ or a count out, but I don't see WWE doing that, especially in the middle of this women's revolution, where it seems like they want to put the women in the forefront, I don't think you can do that and have a count-out or disqualification victory at WrestleMania. Um, but, I, I don't know, you guys agree or disagree with that? I, I mean, we're coming off a go-home show to where they were talking about Nia Jax's blubber, so I don't think having her lose by disqualification is necessarily out of line. True. Uh, okay, um, I get. I mean, I don't know, that's just how I see it going. I don't think, I think it would be too good of a, of a coronation moment to pass up on for WWE, but they have done crazier things. So, uh, third match of the night, I'm going to go with the United States Championship Fatal 4-Way between 
current champion Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, and Rusev of Brendan. Go ahead and say it. Uh, I'm just so excited that uh, WrestleMania this year falls on Rusev Day. Um, Mike and Nick <laughs> Nellis had their baby on Rusev Day, as did the Miz and Maurice. Uh, you know, it's a, a glorious day, uh, not only in Bulgaria, but around the world. You know, happy Rusev Day, everybody. Happy Rusev Day. Um, anyways. Um, Guys, I bought a Rusev Day calendar. You didn't buy the t-shirt? I thought you'd buy the t-shirt. No, I almost bought the giant blanket, though, that's like 50 bucks, so oh I had gosh. to stop myself where I was. Um, alright, so, Brendan, do I even need to ask who you have in this match? Gender, I'm kidding. <laughs> Who's, but come on. Yeah, obviously Rusev, come on. Yeah, no, Rusev. Alright, Zach, who do you have in this match? Um, after reading some stuff today, there's been a rumor floating that Rusev actually asked for his release, and him getting added to this match was part of the negotiations. So I'm going to, uh, have to say it will be the most glorious of Rusev days when he wins the belt on Rusev Day. Oh, fantastic. So everybody is going with Rusev in this one then. We're all going to say that Rusev wins the belt at WrestleMania. Wait, hands down. Wait, he's going to win it when? On what day? Yeah, I'm not saying it's, that. It's, it's Rusev Mania. Thank you. I'm, um, I'm, all, I'm all for it getting him over, but I think it is probably one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Um, and I saw someone, when I was covering SmackDown on Twitter, say, um, is it Rusev that actually got over, or is it the Rusev Day thing? And I thought about it. And in this case, I think him being on Total Divas and fans actually kind of getting to see who Rusev is, not as just, again, your stereotypical foreign Russian heel, um, and just being that he's just a giant just goofball doofus, has caused fans to fall in love with him. And then I thought about similar things like Daniel Bryan and the Yes Chant, uh, Steve Austin and the What, to where it became not so much synonymous with Steve Austin anymore or Daniel Bryan. The Yes Chant happens on any of shows. I saw the Yes Chant at New Japan. Um, you know, the What stuff happens everywhere. Whereas Rusev Day is still kind of contained to just him. So again, if it goes too far, could we see it become its own thing and branch away? But I think right now it, it, it is him. You know, he's gotten himself over just by being himself. Just like we talked about with the Usos, you know? He decided to stop just being a gimmick and be himself. So and I hope he wins. Alright. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pulling for, I'm pulling for Rusev just because I think he's way too over for them not to go with him at WrestleMania, man. And I think if Rusev wins, the chance of Rusev Day at WrestleMania might rival the chance, uh, the yes chance at the end of WrestleMania 30. It's old state They might come really, really close to beating that. Um... So, next match, and like I said, I'm making this match card up as I go along. I have no clue if this is the order they're going to be in. Um, but the next match on the card I'm going with is the Raw Tag Team titles. Uh, we have The Bar, Sheamus and Cesaro versus Braun and Mystery, Mystery Partner. So, twofold on this one, although predicting the partner won't count against you if you get it wrong, because obviously that is way too hard to pick. Um, but... Before we get into the actual prediction of the match itself, Zach, who do you have as being Braun Strowman's uh, tag partner? 
That's a tough one. I really think it's going to be Elias, but I hope it's Neville. I really would love that because that dynamic as a team would be great. Or like I wrote in that article last week, why not call up good old Cassius Ono and just have a hard-hitting team beat the hell out of everybody? Uh, Brendan, who do you want to be Braun Strowman's partner? And I've got bad news for you. You cannot say Brain Strowman. Damn it. Um, yeah. Last week I had picked the immortal one, Terry Balea, um, based off of just kind of the, the big rumors that started swirling that he was in talks again. Uh, but then a more concrete thing came out this week of a certain somebody signing a brand new deal. I think we're going to get ourselves a solid giant tag team of Braun Strowman and The Big Show, which will make great opponents for AOP. So I'm going to go Big Show. Alright. Um, I am... I have no problem with uh, Neville. I actually like that idea. Big Show, I'm not as crazy about. Uh, but I'm not that much against either. Like At this point, as long as it's not Hulk Hogan, whoever they bring out to be Braun's partner, I'm okay with. Uh, but, with that being said, I would love to see Neville be the partner of Braun Strowman. So, going into this match, um, Zach, who do you have to win this match between, uh, if your scenario works out, Sheamus and Cesaro versus Braun Strowman and Neville. Oh, it's going to be Braun and whoever his partner is. There's, yeah, there's, I don't think there's, there's no that, way. Nah, there's no doubt in that. I think it, it's it doesn't matter who they put him with. It's it's Braun. I was really hoping that it would be just him and he would be the tag champ. Yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, I don't know because if they do if they did that, then they're basically saying that this unbeatable tag team they've had at the top of the division for so long was beaten by one man, so how great were they really? So, yeah, I don't... I don't know. I don't I don't like the idea of just Braun being by himself, but I am going with Braun and whoever he picks. Although, there have been... And there has been an interesting rumor floating around that a match card... that the match card for the greatest Royal Rumble event ever... Um, is the Bar versus the Hardy Boys for the Raw Tag Team Championships. But like we said, I think it was last week or maybe the week before when we talked about that the first time on this podcast, um, that could just be WWE kind of trying to, like, knock everybody off course. Um, I mean, card is subject to change. Yeah, yeah. So don't read too much into that kind of stuff because um, there's also rumors of a card right after WrestleMania of Nia Jax versus Asuka. So, and I don't think, I'm getting a little bit ahead of my predictions here, but I don't think Asuka is losing at WrestleMania. So either that means Nia Jax jumps ship to SmackDown Live, or Nia wins and it's a champion versus champion thing at Wrestle, or after WrestleMania. So, um, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens at WrestleMania, I guess. But, um... So we're all going with Braun Strowman and Mystery Partner versus or, uh, in the Raw Tag Team Championship match. So the next match on the card as I'm writing it is Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan versus Owens and Zayn. Um, Brendan, who do you have in this match and why? I already know that Zach and I are going to fully disagree on this, but I think 
this is going to be um, Daniel Bryan and Shane. I think this is the, you know, again, we've been waiting for almost three years for Daniel Bryan to come back. It's going to be in the same place he won the uh, the world title. They're going to go over. He's going to get the hot tag. Shane's going to get his ass whooped as usual, probably jump off of something. Uh, and then I think Kevin and Sammy are going to head to Raw. You know, they're going to stay fired from SmackDown because uh, that's the key thing there. It's not fired from WWE. It's fired from SmackDown. And we'll see him on Monday after Raw. So, Brian and Shano. All right, Zach, who do you have? I mean, Brendan nailed it on the head that we're going to completely disagree on this. Um, I think it's got to be Sammy and Kevin, and I think Daniel Bryan's going to help them. I think it's it's the long con. It's the work that everybody's been hoping for. Um, and it would be great. It would be a great kind of... I guess a, an authority faction, and I'm doing air quotes even though nobody can see them, but it's it's the indie guys banding together. Um, I know it doesn't make the most sense with the way they beat the living hell out of Brian, but it is the WWE, and crazier things have happened. Yeah, sometimes some of the best turns in wrestling are the ones that don't make any sense. Like you are saying, like, it doesn't make any sense for Daniel to team up with uh, Kevin and Sammy after the beatdown, but sometimes those are the ones that make the most sense in the long run. Um, with that being said, though, I also am going with Shane and Daniel Bryan because I feel like Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn, as much as I would love to see Zayn versus Nakamura for the WWE Championship, I think they need to move on to better feuds on Monday Night Raw. So, I'm keeping, tab- I'm keeping tabs on a tablet here so I can fill the car- fill the, uh, the graphic out later. So that's why it's taking me a little bit of time between each, ma- between each prediction. Um, so the next match that I wrote down was the SmackDown Women's Championship match. We're getting into the meat of things here. Like, we're getting into the best matches on the card. Um, so the SmackDown Live Women's Championship match between Charlotte Flair and the 2018 historic first, historic, ever historic, women's historic, battle historic, royal historic, uh, I completely, Oscar. Um, Brendan, who do you have in this match and why? I played myself on that one. I have Asuka winning, but then Miss Money in the Bank struts her stuff, cashes in, and steals the belt. So is your prediction Asuka or Carmella? Technically Asuka for this match, as that's okay. That's the premise, so Asuka. Um, but Asuka does not leave the Superdome with the belt. I think Carmella cashes in and steals it. It's gonna be it's gonna have to be a grueling match for Carmella to be be able to cash in and steal from Oscar. Nah, she's going against the Queen, man. It's not it's not uh you know. I mean, it's not gonna be an easy match, anyways. But still, what do you think's gonna happen? I'm waiting on uh, Zach. Who do you have in this match and why? Oh, Brendan nailed it on the head, and I hate to say it because I think that's the worst way for them to end Oscar's streak. But I think they need to do it in that way because they need to separate her from the streak. It's, yeah. it's kind of it's encompassing her. It's all they talk about. 
and what better way to end it? It doesn't make her look weak. It makes Carmella look like the sneaky, conniving champ. She's failed her cash-in attempts how many times recently? Can we talk about how awesome the one from this past week was where Charlotte just punted the shit out of that briefcase? That was that was, great. That was just awesome. So I will say Asuka wins, and then Carmella cashes in. All right. Um, and I am also, well, I mean, yeah, I'm going to say the same thing. Asuka wins, and then I think Asuka wins, and we get this false sense of security. Oh, the streak continues, the streak lives on, and then Carmella's music hits, and I don't understand why Carmella thinks that she has to bring a referee down to the ring with her during a match, like while a match is going on. But I was thinking that on Tuesday night, like there's already a referee in the ring. Just go down there and cash in. Like, I mean, I know when like the Money in the Bank first originally started, like everyone would always bring their own ref. Like Edge did, Punk did. Um, but I mean, we've also seen like Seth did. You know, he just joined the match. Like you could have just made that yeah. a triple threat between Charlotte, Natty, and Carmella. There you go. Um, no, so I'm right with you on that. It's it's very odd. I also just kind of want to see a second big major streak end at WrestleMania and watch everybody get really, really angry about it. Yeah, that was that was gonna be my next thing. Is you know that's the Superdome's got some bad juju, man. Some bad voodoo. But will people get as mad about? Because while this streak is historic, it's not nearly as historic as Undertaker. So will people get as mad about this streak ending as they do? Undertaker. I think some of the neckbeards might get a little cranky about it, but um, <laughs> but you got to look at it. Is Asuka? I mean, you'll see it every time they bring up the streak. Someone will post something on Twitter to where she lost in a tag match, like in NXT or something. Like she's got losses. It's just like with the Goldberg thing. It's completely fabricated. He was never a hundred and something and all. Um, you know, and again, it's 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 tough. It does, it's not going to ever mean as much as the Undertaker's just because of who The Undertaker was. And, and again, if, if it's done right and they can do something with it, I think, you know, whatever, we're good. But, yeah, it's it's got to end. Zach's right. Like, it's every all we heard about on Raw and then SmackDown and then the, even the Mixed Max Challenge was streak, 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 streak. It's not even like Asuka's her own person anymore. Yeah. Yeah, as much as they're playing into the streak now, I think it has to end sooner rather than later. And like you guys, like we've all said, the best way to do that is to have Carmella cash in. Uh, and plus, I've been saying this for a while now that I think the cash in. I've been thinking for a long time that the cat, the first ever Money in the Bank for the women's cash in was going to be at WrestleMania. So um, that only makes sense. Um, next match, we're getting into the, like I said, we're getting into the meat of things, so we're getting into the final four on the card. So the Intercontinental Championship match between The Miz, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor. Um, Brendan, I think I started with Zach last time, if I didn't, I'm sorry, but Brendan, who do you have in this match and why? I'm gonna go with Finn Balor. Uh, I think The Miz is going to take a little time off to be with his little girl. And, uh, you know, Seth and Finn, as we saw this past Monday, you know, they can tear the house down. So I think Finn Balor is going to be the choice. They're giving him a lot of love lately. 
And then again, we're going to get that great program between Seth and Finn coming out of it. All right, Zach, who do you have in this match? Um, I'm definitely going to go with Finn as well. Miz is going to take the time off for his kid. Um, Finn's been getting a lot of positive feedback with the Balor Club being for everyone, doing all the LGBT stuff and just kind of getting over with that. But I don't think he'll be in a feud with Seth because I think at Mania we're going to see the return of Ambrose and it's going to cost Seth the match. Mm -hmm. He has been posting that he's going to be there. Interesting. He's been posting on media, social media about him being there. So I could see him returning to cost in the match. I know he is still hurt and he's not due back yet. But once again, with injuries, who knows? And um, we could get we could get Finn and Samoa Joe. Yeah, Finn Samoa Joe would be absolutely amazing. Finn Finn and new roster member Brains Strowman. <laughs> could be great. Shane, what do you got? Um, yeah, I'm going with Finn Balor only because I think Seth Rollins gets drafted to SmackDown after WrestleMania. Uh, and in that, of course, I also think that Dean Ambrose goes to SmackDown after WrestleMania to continue their feud, uh, their non-existent feud to this point. But, um, yeah, I'm going with Finn Balor and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's going to be possibly match of the night for me uh, I'm just I'm really really close I'm really glad that we're gonna get kind of full effort from this because he doesn't have to worry about rushing out to miss the birth of his dog or his kid or anything like that so I think that was also right. a blessing in disguise for the match that the baby was already born um, I knew there had been talks that oh he was gonna have a jet on standby so if it happened as soon as the match was done um, I also think this means that had the baby not been born, we would have seen the match go on first or second to give him that time. Yeah, so now it can kind of be later in the night. Um, I think it's way too soon for Maurice to be there with the baby, but it's not completely... Like, they could drive to New Orleans from their house, and it'd be fine. But I think it's way too soon for Maurice to be there, but I still say that after this match is over... Miz is probably a ghost after the match. Yeah. Now, um, let me ask you guys something. After this last Monday night, is Miz a babyface? Because I fell in love with the Miz with his commentary on Monday night. Like, were we trying to turn him so when he comes back, he's he's a babyface? Or are they trying to make him like that? Like, dude, shut up. We get it. You had a kid. Like, that kind of, like, just annoying in-your-face parent heel. And it I think they're aiming, they're aiming for the second, but it happened to turn into the first. That's, that's kind of what I was feeling. What do you got, Shane? I think they did it that way to leave it open for both to see how fans reacted to it. And I think fans reacted to him being a face instead of being the being a heel anymore. Um, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see when he comes back and hopefully goes after the Universal title upon his return. I wouldn't hate that at all, man. He's He's more than earned it. Um, and so then the next match on the card, man, see, these final three matches are hard to place. They're so hard because at one point I want the WWE and Universal title matches to go on, uh, second to last and last, but at the same time, I don't want the WWE match, the WWE title match to then become an afterthought because it went on second to last. So, but I'm going, I'm going to go with the mixed tag match between, 
Uh, Kurt and Ronda Rousey versus Stephanie and Triple H. Um, there have been rumors about this match going on last, but I've heard recently in the last couple of days that it will not be going on last, so that's nice. Um, but that could just be dirt sheets and doesn't really mean anything. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but Zach, who do you have in this match, and how would you feel if it did go on last? This is probably the match on the card I care the least about, to be honest. Um, I think it's going to be Kurt and Ronda, just because I can't see them not doing that. Um, They're building her up too much. Um, I think if it went on last, nobody would watch it. Yeah, I think if this this match went on last, it would probably get booed out of the building. Oh, yeah. Um... Did you have something else you wanted to say there at the end? Oh, no. It was just going to build off of that. That Especially after you know that one way or another the crowd's not going to be happy with Roman and Brock. To then follow it up with that would just be show suicide. Yeah. I think if they're, if they're not going to have Roman and Brock go on last, the only way to save the show would be to have the WWE title go on last. I think that would have to be that would be the only way to make this show salvageable if um, the Universal title didn't go on last and that then left it open to one of these two matches going on last. It would have to be the WWE title going on last over the mixed tag match. Uh, but Brendan, who do you have in this uh, mixed tag match? I think after this last Monday, I mean, where the the McMahons got the upper hand, it's got to be Ronda and Kurt. That's kind of been the story all along. So I think the the baby faces are going to come out on top. As far as if this were the main event, if it was The Rock and Ronda, it would absolutely need to be the main event. Because um, that would be right. the match that would pull in the most mainstream eyes, and you would want them to have to sit through your entire marathon show to get to it. Uh I think it's going to be, um, it'll be upper card. Like, like the way you've got it to where it's third from, third from last, I think is not bad. I think it'll be third or fourth from last. They want to get that, that big attraction out there later to make it feel more special. But, um, I've said it, you know, since the Rumble. To me, the, the match that needs to end the show needs to be Shinsuke and AJ. And we're going to get the people that are going to say they didn't build it, they didn't build it, they didn't build it. Guess what, geniuses? You didn't have to. These guys have a history. They've had a right. big stage match elsewhere. This is a chance to do it on the biggest stage for the most prestigious title in the wrestling world. Um, that's all you should need. I'm sorry. There are some feuds that I think need more story because the match won't be able to back it up. This is one to where the match will be the story. And, you know, you might just need the table of contents at the beginning of the book to tell you where it's going to go. So I would love to see the WWE title come in last. I Unfortunately, after seeing what I saw today, don't think it will. But it definitely won't be the mixed tag. It's going to be Brock and Roman. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think it has to be... It has to be Brock. I mean, honestly, it has to be the WWE Championship match. But I think we all know that match isn't going on last. So in that case, it has to be Brock and Roman going on last. Um, I have Kurt and Ronda as well. Uh, I don't. I don't see any way. The only the only way Stephanie and 
Triple H could win this match is if Kurt and Ronda both get hurt to the point that they can't continue and it ends up being a no contest. That is the only way I could see Hunter and Stephanie winning this match. So, uh, Kurt and Ronda all the way. Um, I think, I think Ronda makes Stephanie tap out. And I think maybe they make it look like Ronda breaks Stephanie's arm. And we don't see Stephanie on TV for a long time. Like, like they did this last year. Like, we don't see her on TV until around Survivor Series Royal Rumble time again. And I think it's definitely like we talked about before. Um, it's going to be important how I think the other tag match involving the McMahons goes. If the heels go over in that one, then obviously the faces are going to go this one. If it goes, I just don't see them doing two face ones. So it might be, um, I don't know. I'm talking myself out of it as I'm trying to talk myself into it. Yeah, it, it's whatever. Yeah, it's, it's going to be Kurt and Ronda. Not changing my answer. Final answer, lock it in. Okay. Um, and then this is the match I'm most looking forward to, and I think I know I'm not alone in that. There's a lot of other people that are looking forward to this match more than any others. Roman? And it is the WWE Championship match. I'm not even listening to you. <laughs> it is the WWE Championship match. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles, um, and it irks me to say this match second to last because I remember when when winning the Royal Rumble actually meant something, like it actually meant that you were going on last. Now it's just a a way to get into a title feud. Um, but anyways, so Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. Brendan, who do you have in this match and why? Oh, I have ping-ponged on this a few times um, because I see the merit of both guys winning. I think it's got to be Shinsuke. Uh, His first title opportunity there, just it was lackluster, did not go well. And I might be in a minority here, but I don't think his NXT title run was a lot either. I think his build-up to it was great, but then his actual run, they dropped the ball with him. So I'm thinking this is their their shot at trying to redeem themselves. So I'm thinking it's going to be Shinsuke walking away. These two are going to have the match of the night. It's not going to be any contest at all. They're going to tear the house down. And, yeah, you know, Roman and Brock, I'm sorry, you got to try and follow this because you're not going to be able to. And um, good luck. Yeah. Um, all right, Zach, who do you have in this match and why? Oh, Brendan took the words out of my mouth. Nakamura, match of the night. Bar none. Match of the weekend. I'm even going to be bold and say. Uh, either one of you guys see this getting a five-star review from the... A coveted five-star review from Dave Meltzer? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, it absolutely can. It should be done in like five minutes, so, yeah, I think we're all going with Shinsuke. Um, as much as I love AJ Styles... <laughs> And as much as I don't want to see him leave SmackDown, I think Shinsuke wins and he moves on to, to Monday Night Raw. And as I said before, if they take AJ off of Monday Night Raw, they have to replace him with a few big names like Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, maybe even Braun Strowman. Um, but if Braun wins the Raw Tag Cha- Championships, then that might not be possible. But... They have to put a few big names on SmackDown to replace the one AJ Styles. So uh, we're all going with Shinsuke. And then the probably the match that got the most build. And the build has been really good for it. But it's still the match that I dread the most on this card. Uh, 
Um, it's Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Zach, who do you have in this match and why? I mean, we all know it's going to be Roman. Brock's done. Yeah. Brock's had his run. It's going to be Roman. The only saving grace will be if it's because of Paul Heyman. But I don't see that happening. I see Roman winning and the building burning to the ground. <laughs> uh, Brendan, who do you have in this match? Yeah, it's Roman. Um, I think some positives, though, surrounding this match. And this is going to be my weekly disclaimer. I don't hate Roman Reigns. I think he's gotten a lot better in the mic. And his matches are, what, nine times out of ten pretty damn good uh, to awesome. Yeah. So it's not him. It's his dance partner. I just don't give a shit about Brock Lesnar. Nothing. I mean, at least this year they didn't tell me he was re-signing, you know, days before. So, uh, mini positive. We don't know what he's technically doing yet. You know, we're a couple days right. away. Um, but we know it's going to be Roman, whether Brock resigns or not. And the positive out of that is we're going to have an actual champion every week instead of, you know, a couple times a year. So I'm really looking forward to having the belt back on Raw uh, every week, you know, possibly getting defended on Raw again at every Raw pay-per-view, at every pay-per-view now that they're going to be joint again. So, I mean... Roman's going to win, and he's earned it, you know? He's, he's there for a reason, and he, he's, yeah. been, he's been backing his, his support up from the office. He's, his matches are good. His mic's good. If you hate on Roman, it's just because they tell you you should like him, and that's why. So you should hate the office, not Roman. He's just an employee yeah. doing his job. Yeah. Uh, I don't hate Roman. Um, I actually like him. A hell, of a, a hell of a lot more than I like the other guys in the back. If anybody gets that reference, tweet me on Twitter and let me know. What about the idiot um, daughter and her doofus son-in-law? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, I do like Roman. Uh, he's he's probably one of the best workers in, in WWE today. Uh, he's probably, for me, he's top five for sure. Um, and having the, having the, uh, the belt back on Raw every week is going to be really, really nice. Um, I'm kind of hoping, even though I think Paul Heyman's leaving WWE too, I'm kind of hoping that, um, Heyman turns on Brock and sides with Roman at the end of the night. Uh, but I'm not, just because... I think Roman needs that heel turn. He's a Samoan. He's had a bad babyface run. It's time for the great heel run. And as good as Roman's promos are, he needs to be that stand in the ring while someone else does the talking for him kind of guy. That was what made him. That was what made him so popular in his Shield days. Yeah, and that's not a bad argument at all. And you're you're right. I mean, he was silent but deadly with the Shield and Seth and Dean did the talking. And that's when fans first fell in love with him. And then they gave him those stupid promos to where he just sounded like an idiot. And that's yeah. what started kind of getting fans turned against him. So I wouldn't mind. Right. It, it's I look at it two ways. Again, maybe give him the bullet points and let him do his own talking and make it actually sound authentic. Or, like you said, give him someone who's just an awesome mouthpiece, a Heyman. Um, unfortunately, I can't think of anyone else because it really isn't any because managers are gone. Yes. Uh, Seb Coulter's not that bad, but I think he's tied up doing other things in the independent scene. Yeah, so it's it's you know 
it's a lot of positives coming out with Roman winning despite all the all the people complaining and crying about it. Um, it it's going to mean so much more for the show and the product. It's it's not a negative. I don't know how you can look at it as a negative. Yeah. Um, so bonus question. Um, what do you see Elias doing at WrestleMania? If he's not Braun Strowman's partner, which is a possibility, what else could you see Elias doing at WrestleMania? Winning the Battle Royal. Okay. Concert duet with Dwayne Johnson. That's what I was thinking. Boom. That's exactly what I was thinking... We hear, ladies and gentlemen, Elias. And Elias starts playing, he gets a couple lines in, and then we get the, if you smell, I'm not doing the whole thing. Um, and the crowd pops huge, they get in the ring, they do a concert together, and then at the end, The Rock is holding up Elias's hand, and then he rock bottoms Elias in the middle of the ring and leaves. Yep, that's exactly how I saw it playing out. It would be awesome if The Rock went to hit a rock bottom and Elias got out of it and hit his finisher instead and then escaped out of the ring and ran up the ramp before The Rock had a chance to respond. That would be awesome if Elias actually went over, but I just don't see that happening. Nah, not at WrestleMania. But, um, I think that pretty much does it. Uh, how badly do you think Roman Reigns gets booed on the Monday night after WrestleMania? Just as bad as when he ended the streak. When he beat Undertaker last year, you mean? Yep, that's exactly what I meant. Um, what would you say? That was probably, what, 95-5 to 5 or maybe 90-10 as far as boos to non-boos? Yeah, the boos were definitely a lot louder that night um, than there were cheers. I'll say... 80-20. I say he's going to get booed 80 just because it's going to be a smart-ass crowd. Um, but again, when he goes to those towns you know, that aren't smarty, he's going to get more cheers, just like he does now. I'm going to say 60-40 cheers, just because people are going to be so happy that Brock Lesnar is no longer champion. Yeah. It's not so much that Roman Reigns is champion, it's just that Brock Lesnar is no longer champion. Yeah, and I'm right there with you. I mean, it might just be that, you know, the, the reign of the the terror is finally over. Um, and we're probably going to get someone there defending the belt again every, and not maybe not every week, but at least every pay-per-view, a lot of weeks. It, it's going to be a guy that we can actually be like, oh, yeah, there's a champion here. I didn't, you know, I didn't forget that someone held the belt and just never shows up. Whatever happens, however badly um, Roman Reigns gets booed, Somewhere in the middle of his segment, the crowd is going to go insane when Samoa Joe's music hits and he walks out. Because that is the rumored uh, feud for Roman Reigns after WrestleMania is Samoa Joe. And that crowd is going to go insane when he walks out. Yeah, that's going to be just just fire. And I my mouth's watering thinking about just those two just fucking Samoan powerhouses just beating the tar out of each other. Because that's going to be just... Great match after great match after great match. Yeah. Um, kind of a dark horse, but this name popped into my head. Does anybody see a possibility of Big Cass joining Braun as his tag partner? Ugh. He, I believe he is cleared. 
I know he's been at the last few Raws. It's just right. nothing about Big Cass excites me. I mean, his in-ring's not... He's not bad in the ring for a big man. I worry coming off of a big knee injury how he's going to move and how he's still going to flow. But nothing about his... Like, his mu- music was generic after the Enzo split. His mic work was generic. Like, there was nothing as far as that goes that really made me be like, hey, I need to watch Big Cass. So I... Nothing against the dude. He seems like a, a pretty good guy from everything we've seen outside of the wrestling world. I just I don't care for his character unless he's really worked it. The you know the was it almost nine months he's been gone. Yeah, I think if Big Cass does come back, well, I mean, which he's going to, but I think he needs to come back on SmackDown. They need to distance him from any memory of Enzo Amore that they can, and taking him off of Raw and away from that cruiserweight division is the best idea for him. Yeah, just a full solid reboot, like it almost like it never even happened. Um, just hit the ground running right at zero and start again. So yeah, Mania. You know, you and I have talked about it. I, I mentioned it again while I was covering SmackDown. It just it doesn't feel like a Mania build. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be working on a piece um, tomorrow night or Friday, going right up, uh, just about how builds used to feel leading into WrestleMania and how it's unfortunately it it just the magic's kind of almost the genie's out of the bottle. You know, the magic's almost it feels like it's gone. Uh, how how are you right. feeling? Um, as far as the builds go, I think a lot of it has to do with maybe, because it, it feels like my accept, my excitement levels died out around the time that I started covering wrestling, which is, which sounds horrible to say, but it, it's true. It's, and it's just because I think I know so much of what is possibly going on that when it happens, it doesn't surprise me anymore. Yeah. It's kind of like if you ever watched one of those documentaries on how like the hot dog or like sausage is made. And then you're just, every time you see one, you're like, yeah, no, thank you. Um, you know, again, I'm so glad you said hot dog because I thought you were going somewhere else when you started to say that. Easy. This is a family. (laughs) Um, I really thought you were going somewhere else. Listen, man, it's late. I'm sleep deprived. Uh, but yeah, no, I can, I can definitely say that like once, once kind of, you know, I started not so much because again, I read the websites and the news and this and that and the wrestling observer and all that stuff for ever. Right. But once I started actually writing about it myself and like digging deep and researching and really kind of analyzing stuff. I think that's when it was like, okay, you need to give me something really good to still get excited Otherwise, I just see a bunch of names on a card. Like I know what matches are probably going to be good, what might be, you know, not as good. But you know, give me something to actually care in the emotion. And yeah, and it's it's been a little while since I've kind of felt that for some things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, before we ramble on and lose anybody else, um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for joining us. We hope. Hope that you guys enjoy WrestleMania. Um, please, guys, please, if you're going to go to a party and watch WrestleMania and you're going to drink, please don't drive home. Be safe this weekend. Don't be stupid. Um, yeah. because, get an Uber. Because get we, a DD. Do yeah, something. Yeah. Because we need all the fans we can get. I'm kidding. I'm being... I'm joking around. Shane only cares about your money. <laughs> I actually want you to get no, home with your I family. That is not true. I want you to make it through the night because you're important to the world. So don't do anything stupid. So um, be smart this weekend. Be safe. Have fun. Enjoy yourselves. 
And don't forget to interact with us on Twitter on NXT, during NXT or during WrestleMania. Uh, one of us will be live tweeting the shows, so join us and let's have some fun this weekend, guys. Yeah, and stay tuned to WrestleHolic.com to where we will have uh, match results, updates. Um, might not be the second after the match ends, but they will be up shortly. Um, so, yeah. If you if you can't watch it live for any reason, hey, you know, pull your phone out, check our results. We'll have some awesome uh, awesome pieces up. Yeah. Um. Thanks for joining us. You can find us, like Brendan said, wrestleholic.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at wrestleholic. Um. You can follow me on Twitter at Shane Merriman. You can follow Brendan on Twitter at Brendan Mizgal. You can follow Zach on Twitter at Zach Warner. Um, and I think that does it. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, we'll see you guys again next week with our WrestleMania review and, uh, Raw after WrestleMania and SmackDown after WrestleMania review. And then after that show, we're taking a couple of weeks off. So after not this Saturday, but next Saturday, you won't be hearing from us for a couple of weeks, but we will be back shortly. Um, so thank you guys for joining us and we'll see you guys again next week. See you guys later.